three, two, one. Welcome to the Pin 12 Podcast, a show discussing the most decorated conference in college wrestling, the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, joined as always by the one and only Sam Phillips, Mr. Engaged Guy. What's going on, Sam? Oh, not much, Lee. I am off the market, but those Charlie Hustle, that merch is always on the market. So stick around. You got you just might be able to learn a little bit more about what Charlie Hustle has. Um, we're gonna but, turn we're gonna turn Sam into a uh, into a sales guy, pitch man for Charlie Hustle. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah, salesman Sam. Housekeeping, real quick. Uh, apologies for the audio mix up on last week's episode. When you after when you're finished listening to this one, the uh, the correct audio should be up and running. So uh, that's a, a mind melter on my part. I'm not a professional at this, so uh, apologies for that. And it, uh, it, I'll try not to let it happen again, but it probably will at some point. Just fair warning. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> Man, not too much action, but definitely enough to keep us busy last weekend with uh, Oklahoma State getting in a couple of big duels, including Bedlam at Oklahoma, uh, a couple other uh, Big 12 duels with West Virginia hitting the Rocky Mountains, and then uh, you and I in North Dakota State with some out-of-conference duels. For sure. It was a uh, light schedule, but some real action in there, some some heavy-hitting matchups, and um some great upsets, some interesting losses by some teams, and we'll get into it. I, I guess we can start off with recapping the weekend before we get into uh, a pretty loaded schedule for Big 12 Wrestling here from the 15th into next week. So uh, semesters are ending, it seems like. Finals week is upon us for the students, and I think we're going to start seeing some roster Shakeups here. Freshmen are going to be able to wrestle a bit more. Uh, and then guys are getting eligibility that may not have been eligible due to transfer or grades or whatever the case may be. So lots of cool stuff coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oklahoma State, your Cowboys took out Lehigh 25 to 12. I guess the most notable thing was Dayton Fix and Luke Server didn't wrestle on that one, both in matchups we would have loved to see, but. I don't know. Personally, I'm so tired of the whole ducking dialogue. Um, it's just like, man, let's just move on and talk about the guys who did wrestle. Yeah, especially, look, I don't really know. If there. I make fun of some programs that have a reputation at this point of ducking. Um, they're not in the Big 12, fortunately. Uh, one will probably be next year, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, look, when it comes for a guy like Dayton Fix, and you know it's not a serious conversation, just plain and simple. Uh, the guy's stepped on the line everywhere that he could over the past forever since he's been wrestling, right? So um, it's it's you're right, it's not a serious conversation. So definitely would have loved to have seen those matchups, but if guys aren't 100, percent then they're not 100. Um, percent And I think that's progress for the Oklahoma State program that they're not wrestling. Uh, until they're healthy. So uh, honestly, pretty interesting to see uh, in that duel though. I mean, you, you got some uh, really interesting results uh, regardless. Um, probably the next best matchup uh, would, would have been at heavyweight Connor Doucette and Nathan Taylor went off and Nathan Taylor got Doucette with a, uh, a double leg takedown that Hardell Moore telegraphed. He saw it coming. Uh, 
from the start of the match, basically. <laughs> and and Taylor went for it and got it. And uh, Doucette tried to get to action uh, for the rest of the duel, tried to go get get a takedown back, but just couldn't do it. Ended up losing four to three. Um, other other notable things, I guess. Uh, uh, Braden Thompson got his first one of the season, picking up the eight to two decision over uh, the Lehigh wrestler, and then. Um, Isaac Olenek, Dustin Plott, and Tegan Jameson really continued their runs of dominance here over the last several weeks. The, those three guys have been um, really, really good. <laughs> and uh, it's exciting to see them continue to do that. So good stuff for the Pokes on Friday night against the Mountain Hawk Engineers, whatever their uh, mascot is these days. We also had a really exciting one with Wyoming heading out to Missouri. Um Look, the final score says one thing, but you mentioned it in pre-show that Wyoming wrestled better than it seems, and I think that is true. Uh, but Missouri did pick up the forty to six dual victory, which is uh, domin- dominating win yeah. for Missouri. Yeah, at the end of the day, Missouri is an absolute wagon, and it, they're just a tough, tough dual team. They did not have all their starters in for this, or at least not solidified starters. 133 instead of Seltzer, it was Cade Moore getting his first go. He gets the win over Cooper Birdwell. 149, it was Nathan Pulliam getting the go instead of Joffrey. And he gets the 21 to 10, uh, pretty dominant major decision over Gabe Willichell there at 49. Uh, But really this meet started off and you knew it was going to be Missouri's night when Noah Certain does his thing against Jory Volk, reversing the result of last year. Really interesting match there to start the night. Volk was up, uh, I believe, three to one entering the third period, chooses down, gives up a set of back points and ends up getting the escape to tie it and send the match to overtime where Noah Certain uh, in the Noah Certain Electric Factory gets the sudden victory takedown for the win and his first win over Jory Volk. Yeah, I understand that Jory Volk needs to get better on bottom. Uh a lot of wrestlers need to get better on bottom, especially the one, the ones who are elite freestyle guys. But d- don't go under Noah Certain. Noah Certain yeah. in his sixth year, right? Like we know what he is. We know what he's doing, and he is great on top. He is a absolute hammer, and you shouldn't go underneath him, especially not in the Noah Certain Electric Factory. Um, I'm I'm a little bit of a head scratcher there, uh, but. You know, one of those things, your revolt's got to get better at getting off bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, after that, Cole Brooks did get the pin for Wyoming at 141, but then it was, you know, major decision Mizzou, Tech Fall, Brock Mahler, pin Keegan O'Toole, uh, pin Peyton Mako, major decision for Clayton Whiting. 197 was interesting. Joey Novak, the true freshman, gave Rocky Elam a 5-3 match, uh, which had some uh, – close sequences there in the third period where Novak was looking for a takedown and then Zach Elam finishes off, finishes it off with a 42nd fall there at heavyweight. So Missouri uh, just with a big, big uh, margin of victory there over the Wyoming Cowboys also in action on Friday night, West Virginia out at air force Uh, West Virginia gets the 27 to 12 victory. And there were a couple good matches. Jet Zirkenberger got the win over Tucker Owens. Jet Zirkenberger had a really good weekend. Um, what else did we have here? Peyton Hall looked good in a 9-0 major decision over John Petricelli. Sam Wolf, uh, I think it was a takedown in the third period that gave him the 3-1 win over Dennis Robin. 
They're at 184, both those guys trending up this season. And then we did get to see Wyatt Henderson back on the mat, and he gets that 15-0 tech fall in a minute 20 over Michael Wolfgram. And Michael Wolfgram, you know, they're not throwing out a true freshman or anything. Michael Wolfgram's been around the block, and Wyatt Henderson is doing that. Wyatt Henderson's a freak. And, it, it, like, just continually impressed. And he does this against top 20 guys routinely. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's a finalist. He is what he – like, we know what how Wyatt Henderson's bringing to the table. He's must-watch wrestling. Um, but uh, some good stuff there. Good bounce-back weekend for Jet Strickenberger, as you mentioned. Tucker Owens kind of struggling here off the out of the gate. This season, after a really good NCAA tournament last year, we'll see how he puts things together. And then Peyton Halls went over Gianno Petricelli. I mean, that's a top 25 guy that uh, Hall took out and um, a major decision, pretty dominating, not in nothing fashion. So Peyton Hall seems to be turning things around, getting comfortable in his weight. Whatever it was early that was causing some yips uh, seems to have dissipated. So um, that's exciting to see for the Mountaineers. They're really putting together a, um, a, a really good season so far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to I want to talk about North Dakota State and Northern Iowa first, and kind of start with the bad, and we'll get back to some of the better wrestling in the conference. But tough one for North Dakota State at Minnesota. Um, you know they lose this duel thirty three to seven. Didn't have a guy at one twenty five. Not sure what happened there. Uh, Ellen March still not wrestling. Maxwell Peterson, pretty solid replacement. He just hasn't been able to turn the corner on some of these wins, loses in sudden victory to Drew Roberts. Uh, Gavin Sachs with the win of the day for the uh, Bison there with a 8-0 major decision over Andrew Sparks, who's a past NCAA qualifier. So uh, Gavin Sachs certainly having a good start to his season. Yeah, would have liked to have seen Negretti against uh, Patrick McKee, but um, – who knows what was going on there. It must've been a last minute thing if they didn't bring anybody. So uh, kind of figured it was going to be a little bit rough for North Dakota state. Thought they might get that one, but that still would have made it a, you know, 28 to uh, 10 kind of thing. So, um, Hey, that's, uh, that's how it went for them. They need to get things figured out at 197 and 285 here. If they're going to have any kind of success, um, this season. And, and again, this is kind of just a rebuilding year for Obi Blanc and company after getting a bit gutted by the transfer pool. So that's um, uh, it's tough and, uh, you know, not fun to lose to a rival there in Minnesota, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, they'll, they'll be back ready for more. Minnesota is going to stay on their schedule. So uh, excited to keep watching that one. Um, then, yeah, I mean, Northern Iowa really with a head scratcher at home against Columbia. We knew Columbia was tough, um, but to come in to um, the McLeod Center, right? Yeah, the McLeod and, Center. And knock off the Panther train 28 to 21 is uh, uh, pretty impressive stuff there from Columbia. And for Northern Iowa, you're left wondering – you know, what the heck happened? How did, uh, how did we get here? And it looks like it was a pin fest too. So yeah, uh, just a lot of guys getting in weird positions. Yeah. Weird stuff going on there. I mean, and really the good for the Panthers was really good. Trevor Anderson, your redshirt freshman at 125 pins, Nick Babin, uh, Ryder Downey keeps it rolling at 157 with a major decision. 
Parker Keckeisen gets the tech fall over Aaron Izarov, who is a top 25 wrestler. And then Tyrell Gordon on the mat for the first time caps this thing off with a first period pin. But the bad news is the mat, the duel is out of reach by that point. Uh, Julian Farber dropped his match to Angelo Greeny. Uh, no Adam Allard. Uh, Kayla Ranavardi was in and got pinned. Uh, and at 141, your stud, Kale Happel, who had an incredible CKLV, gets pinned in the first period by Kai Owen. So uh, flip that upset, and it's, you know, a different result, but certainly not the res- result that the Panthers were looking for. Uh, they also didn't – there are just spots where I'm not sure if they're figuring out who the guy is or if there's an injury or people are banged up or what's going on. But 149, they didn't have Allard. 165 sounds like two of their guys got hurt at Dactronics, so they're trying to figure out who the guy is. At 165, they had Robert Weston in there, uh, who was at 57 to start the year, and I think he'll be all right. But that was a weird situation, too, where he got was on top and got pinned in a defensive fall early in the second period there. And then 174, Lance Runyon, I know he's had his uh, battles with injuries throughout his career. Jared Sema has been uh, – I don't know how to put it. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but he, you know, he took Lennox Wolak to a six, five uh, match here. Um, maybe a guy who could qualify for nationals, but uh, you still, you, you want someone when you have someone like Runyon who has bonus point potential, that's definitely, you can tell the Panthers are missing that. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think your core is still really strong here with uh, Kale Happel Ryder Downey's really coming out strong, Parker Kekeisen and Tyrell Gordon. Um, and then it seems like Julian Farber is also in a really good spot. So just filling a couple holes, Panthers should be okay. You know, you're probably yeah. – with, with those five guys, you're looking at a, a top uh, five or six finish in Big 12s, right? So they're – and you've got a national champion, Parker Kekeisen, potentially. So, like, Panthers are – it's just a it's a head scratch. You don't want to lose duels at home to to programs like Columbia. Columbia again, tough, um, but that's a tough loss. Yeah, it's a head scratcher because these things don't typically happen to you and I. But right, that, right. that's the way it broke this weekend. And I know Panther fans weren't real happy about it, but that's how how the world turns. Uh, Big Twelve action: West Virginia also against Northern Colorado, and this is where Jet Strickenberger turned some heads. Uh, he gets the 11-6 win over Steve O'Poolin and Jess Strickenberger definitely making a name for himself. His only loss on the year to Conrad Hendrickson a couple weeks ago in that Oklahoma duel. So really interesting stuff uh, out of West Virginia's 125-pounder. Yeah, Strickenberger, um, I, I think he's a real contender here at 125. Just, it's a wide-open weight class. You are going to see a lot of jockeying. I think anybody in the top 20 can step in and, and, and win the thing, you know? So, um, Strickenberger over Pula, that's a, that's a big win for him that kind of announces him onto the scene. I haven't checked the rankings, but, uh, uh, definitely, uh, can see him watching up a little bit. Um, you know, really good duel here for West Virginia, Northern Colorado, one where they were expected to at 133, 157 but otherwise we're a bit overmatched here by the Mountaineers, which is saying a lot because uh, um, wouldn't have necessarily been the case last year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was a lot closer to last year. And just to show you, West Virginia is really trending up. Uh, and then we get to Bedlam part one, Oklahoma State 
I mean, we expected this to be a much closer duel. Uh, at least I did last weekend when we talked about it. And Oklahoma State went out there and wins. What they they won eight of ten matches. That's crazy. Eight of ten matches. The two where they lost. Uh, um, Stephen Buchanan beat Kyle Haas there at one ninety seven uh, by fall, and then uh, Willie McDougal. This was that was one that we circled. Yeah, was Willie McDougal and Jordan Williams, where you'd have you have Williams and his high flying, crazy style that he has, the Iceman, right? Versus Willie McDougal, who's a lot more consistent, a lot more conservative, um, uh, really good on his feet. Whatever, three time NCAA qualifier at this point. So you you were having a clash of styles here, and uh, sure enough, Williams. Uh, Tried to get a little fancy there. I would say a little too high good. flying in this one. <laughs> a little too high flying, trying to pull some kind of backflip, duck under. I don't know. It was a wild move, and he landed on his head, and it seemed like he kind of knocked himself out a little bit. Yeah, uh, I was a bit um, surprised not to see the match stopped after that. Yeah, I think I think Williams was counting on it getting stopped, uh, and it didn't. And you know, he ended up uh, not being able to, to to get out and tie things up. Williams is an interesting wrestler. You got to let that guy be him. Um, But McDougal shows, you know, consistency and, and just being um, a bit more conservative can, can win you matches. You know, that's, that's how, how he's made his career at this point at OU. So uh, yeah, really, really good stuff there from both of those wrestlers. Uh, Excited to see the rematch. Uh, I mean, I can easily go the other way or it can be big points one way or the other too, because of either Williams, you know, coming into his own or McDougal um, taking advantage of the mistake is, is kind of where we're at. Um, not to take, I, and I, that, that's not to take anything away from Willie McDougal. That, again, I think he's a really, really good wrestler. So um, yeah, big 12 yeah. finalist, obviously super solid and, you know, just kind of comes up with the right stuff at the right time there in that match. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about Reese Whitcraft. I mean, Wrestling does. I'm trying to think of an equivalent of the sixth man of the year award that the NBA does that that wrestling could do because Reese Whitcraft, uh, he's always getting plugged into spots and always putting a good product on the mat. That's fun to watch. You know, people forget that we, Reese Whitcraft was a top 25 overall recruit in his class. Um, he's stuck around. He wants to be in Stillwater. He wants to be close to his family uh, in Broken Arrow. So, like. It, it all kind of makes sense that he's stuck around, but he's had to sit behind Dayton Fix. He got robbed of the 2020. I mean, he's an NCAA qualifier in 2020. Um, NCAA qualifier last year at 125 pounds, but he's not 125 pounder. The the cut's too much. Um, so you know, it's unfortunate, but you as you have Dayton Fix taking advantage of the eligibility that he's been granted, you have Reese Reese Whitcraft sitting behind him and. Um, this is a situation where he stepped in and uh, took care of business. It would have, I mean, he, he didn't perform as well against Crookham on Friday night, um, but getting somebody he's a little bit more evenly faced off against is, is Jace Colzer and picked up the big eight to one win. I mean, and, and it was pretty dominant. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also had the emergence of Teague Travis and Braden Thompson. Uh, Braden Thompson was NCAA wrestler of the week, I believe. Yep, NCAA wrestler of the week with his two wins, and this was a nine nothing major over uh, Tate Piccolo, who um, another guy top, you know, top thirty recruit I think in Willie's big board. Um, 
ended up at OU, thought he was going to be a 197 pounder, uh, has cut down to 174 pounds. Um, mostly cause he, that's where he fits. He dealt with some injury his freshman year. Um, but, uh, this is a, this is a guy that OU fans are really, really excited about. And, um, Thompson really needed to pick up a win here and kind of make a statement. Uh, he's getting more comfortable with the weight. He's uh, coming into his own here. And that was a big, uh, big turn for uh, Braden Thompson. And uh, he did what he was brought in to do. He's got a, a great duck under. Um, he makes you pay if you take a shot on him. And uh, that's what he did to take Piccolo. So um, really good match here. Um, really, really good wrestling by uh, Thompson and uh, Piccolo, I'm sure, is going to be looking to avenge it at the next Bedlam matchup because he's good enough to do that. I don't think that this Nido decision says anything about him either. He's certainly capable of reversing that. So, um, big win for the Pokes in this Bedlam. I know there was some doubt about uh, whether or not they could pull this one off, especially with it being so close last year, but um, there was only one match that's been wrestled before in this duel. And that was uh, Connor Doucette and Josh Heinzelman. So um, yeah, good, good, uh, good wrestling, good, good momentum for Oklahoma state um, and OU. Uh, you can tell there uh, trying to build something good down there. Roger Kish and company are going to get there. I'm sure. Is there any word out on Moshe Schwartz's status? I haven't seen anything. He did not go on this one left with, uh, I believe it was a shoulder injury the week before in that West Virginia duel. So um, definitely someone that Sooner fans want to see on the mat. Yeah. Yeah. They need him. Uh, I, Hendrickson wrestled Spratly tough. If you're looking for bright spots on the uh, Sooners, I think. And actually, uh, what was his name? Caden Smith, the guy who wrestled in place of shorts. I thought wrestled yes. Jameson pretty tough, taking Jameson a little. Looked like he tweaked his elbow or something at the end of that match. But uh, yeah. on that on that note, I am sure glad that Jack Spates is not my doctor because he was misdiagnosing that the entire time. <laughs> man, oh, man. I Dude, Jack Spates. <laughs> I love because uh, you know what you're getting. Like if you've watched enough of these, then you uh-huh. know what you're getting from Jack Spates, and he's he cheerleads for the Sooners. And um, OU wrestling needs that. Like they they need somebody down there saying good things about them. Uh, and because uh, it because there's not a lot of it out there, but uh, Jack Spates he's got the platform and he cheerleads for the Sooners. And uh, power to him. You know if you if you're expecting it and you know what you're getting, then it's funny. Um, yeah, it, but it'd be like me calling Oklahoma State matches, or you yeah. calling Iowa State matches. You know, we'd be that way. So, absolutely, um, I, I'm for it. I think it's fine. And yeah, I think uh, if you're a neutral fan watching those duels, it's usually more entertaining. Uh, like I compare it to like serious radio. Uh, on the car, I get a football game. It's way more fun to listen to uh, schools broadcast with their home guys versus. Uh, the ESPN crew or whatever. So uh, for sure, you know, there, there's pros and cons. I hate it when my team's wrestling in it, but it's more entertaining when they're not. <laughs> for sure. Good weekend of big 12 action here. It really sets up well for just continued really tough duels. I think that all of these teams are just competitive with each other. And um, 
really interested to see if you're cheering for any of these teams, you want to make sure that uh, you know that this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. So moving into uh, the weekend ahead, it's stretching out to the 19th, uh, which is when we record next. Uh, but uh, that's that means that class is over and these guys can focus on what matters, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, not very often you have more Tuesday duels on the slate than Saturday or Sunday or Friday. So uh, kind of a weird setup this week, but that's how it goes this time of year. And a lot of teams taking advantage of, you know, no classes and getting those matches in. So some getting really good matches, some getting opportunities to – uh, increase that win percentage. So every team attacking this a little bit differently. Uh, let's start out with Cal Baptist on Friday, uh, 4 p.m. They're going to be taking on Northern Illinois. They hit this road trip out to the Midwest. And frankly, I think it's a great opportunity for them to whoop up on some Mac schools and show uh, really the difference in the uh, competition quality of the big 12 compared to, you know, even the lower end of the big 12 compared to uh, these max schools. For sure. I think that uh, this is definitely a good opportunity for them to recruit in some hotbeds and then also show like Isaac Olenek's a great example, a guy from Bakersfield, California, Cal Baptist wasn't a thing when he was getting recruited um, or they weren't D one, mm-hmm. but the, you know, he goes to Northern Illinois and wrestles in the Mac, and he obviously improves significantly to get all American. But you know, you, you could have stayed home, gone down to Riverside. He could have done that as well to go to Bakersfield. They were recruiting him, but he ended up in Northern Illinois. Um, and last yeah, year, I think this is a good opportunity. Last year in that duel, me Olenek dropped that match to Almagur, who we have not seen yet this season. So that's another thing I'm keeping my eye on second semester. See if. Frank Almaguer ends up back in the lineup there for Cal Baptist. But in the meantime, they have Northern Illinois on Friday at four. Then they head to Southern Illinois on Sunday at two. And then also at Southern Illinois, they will wrestle Kent State at 5 p.m. So all three of those duels should be on ESPN Plus if you're looking to check out the Lancers. Really the biggest matchup I'm looking for in any of those duels is Eli Griffin versus Blake West at 125. Uh probably right away on Friday. Eli Griffin needs to, uh, you know, he's bounced back well. I'm excited to see him potentially against this guy. But I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they they needed to win the duel. So I would like to see uh, Cal Baptist pick that one up for sure. Um, On Saturday, only duel on the docket, which is kind of interesting. But it's on Big Ten Network Plus. At 6 p.m., you've got South Dakota State heading to Lincoln, Nebraska to take on the Big Red Cornhuskers. This is going to be a really good duel. I think that this is pretty evenly matched up. And if they start at 125, they're kicking off with a uh, really great match between Tanner Jordan and Caleb Smith. Yeah, that is going to be a banger. Tanner Jordan actually 
won that one in their previous matchup. Um, when was that? That would have been last year. Uh, did they duel last season? I think they did. Uh, Tanner Jordan. Or, oh, Caleb Smith was at App State last year, of course. Um, so that would have been out at an open or CKLV. T- Tanner Jordan won that one in OT, but Caleb Smith outplaced him at CKLV this season. So uh, that's going to be really interesting. Man, there's so many good matchups in this duel. 133, Derek Cardinal. I would have him favored over Jacob Van D after their results so far this season. No doubt about it. And then you have to weather the storm. You need those first two. If you start at 125, you need those first two if you're the Jackrabbits because you're going to have to weather 141. Nebraska's got the heavy favorite in Brock Hardy over Caleb Gross. 149, Ridge Lovett. I guess if we could see the um, debut of Clay Carlson, wouldn't anticipate that. Yeah. It, so, it, would, it would be nice, but yeah, I'm not yeah. counting my chickens before they hatch there. No, that's a that's a much more interesting matchup for sure. But Brock Hardy, heavy favorite, Ridge Lovett, heavy favorite, favorite over Alex Mart or Alec Martin uh, at 149, and Peyton Robb, heavy favorite over Kale Swinson at 157. Not to say you look, uh, Kale Swinson really solid, Alec Martin very solid, but those guys are number numbers one and two in their weight class and. Yeah. It's just kind of what we're looking at here. Those are national champion contenders in South Dakota State. Those guys aren't quite there. If they pull an upset, amazing. But you need you need the upset at 125. Uh, you need the win at 133. And bonus points at 133, quite frankly. And then you get down to 165, and you've got another great matchup here between Tanner Cook and uh, Antrell Taylor. Um, both these guys, top 25, they're looking at uh, – Tanner Cook, a bit more experienced. Hyde, Hyde, he's a big point scorer, right? So um, mm-hmm. that's going to be an interesting matchup, I think, between those two. Yeah, I think that would be a really fun one, uh, especially with those two style. 174, they need bonus points from Cade DeVos there over Elise Brownton. Uh, you know, Elise Brownton started the season ranked and stayed ranked for a while, but he's got a loss this year to Iowa State's third string. Um Gavin Sachs beat him pretty good. So uh, Cade DeVos going to be looking for bonus points for the Jackrabbits there. And then 184, hopefully get Benny Bennett Berge back in the lineup to take on Lenny Pinto. Um, yeah. It's, Bennett we're, Berge, still, we're waiting to get a read on him. Yeah. What is he going to do in folk style? I mean, it's time, you know, you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a sophomore, a uh, redshirt sophomore at this point. Right. Um, he's, been around he's a redshirt freshman he's a redshirt freshman okay um still i you know you just gotta see what are we gonna do what are we gonna get out of bennett Berge? he's a world class wrestler in freestyle yeah Um, i'm not saying he needs to win this match well for the duel he may need to win this match but uh he if he gives up bonus points in this one then i'm gonna adjust my uh, if he gives up bonus points, I'm going to adjust my expectations for Bennett Berge for yeah. this season. He's a 10 to 20 guy. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe. Lenny Pinto is a, a podium contender. Mm-hmm. If Benny, Ber- if on, Benny Berge gives on. up. When Lenny Pinto is a bit of a roller coaster too. Yeah. Bennett Berge, if he gives up bonus points to Lenny Pinto, he's not a podium contender. He's just not. Mm-hmm. He may not be a blood round contender. Um, well, let's just be realistic about it. Um, yeah. So he he needs this one. He needs to be competitive. 
Uh, Silas Aldred and Tanner Sloan is a uh, heavy matchup. I yeah. think that Man, is a on paper, it's like Tanner Sloan versus Big Ten champ Silas Allred. Then you look at their results, and Tanner Sloan has outscored him twenty-four to one in their last two matches, including at CKLV Major yeah. twelve to one. That is insane. Just, I mean, Tanner Sloan. I think uh, so many of his premier matches are, you know, like against Aaron Brooks at the All Star duel. We forget that he is tearing dudes up outside mm-hmm. of that. Those circumstances, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a that's a really interesting uh, point there, and um, all red. It could come down to these these next two. It could come down to if All Red can pull an upset. Um, if if South Dakota State limited bleeding in that one forty one to one fifty seven yeah. stretch, and then uh, at heavyweight, Rasmussen uh, should be the favorite over Harley Andrews, the uh, Tuttle Oklahoma native. But um, yeah, I think this is a really interesting duel. Uh, you've got it as a tie. Yeah, that's a cop out. I but I'm sticking with it. I think that it's going to be a. I think it's going to end up around twenty-one to eighteen in favor of South Dakota State. I think South Dakota State's going to win this one. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, this it's so fun because it's got swing matches, it's got high-profile matchups, and it's got places where it's all about limiting bonus points. For sure, and and it could be a situation where South Dakota State wins six-five but loses on bonus points because yeah. That 41, 49, 57 hammers, you know, if all three of those guys pin, that's eight or whatever. That's uh, um, yeah, 18 points. Yeah, they're so good. For the Huskers. And if they win at 25 and uh, heavyweight, then, you know, we're, we're, or if Lenny Pinto beats Bennett Berkey, which is likely, then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're looking at a, a situation where there's your 21, <laughs> you know, there's your 21 18 flipped. Yeah, right. So it's going to be a good one. I definitely, uh, you know, if Big Ten Plus is having a uh, free trial or something, I might have to figure that out. Yeah. I'm definitely not paying for it. <laughs> that is one thing about uh, Big Ten. You can usually get some pretty good highlights on YouTube the next day. So for sure, for sure. That, that's also an option. Uh, Sunday, Reno Tournament of Champions. Kind of unsure what's going to be going on here, Lee. You know, Air Force, Cal Baptist, OU, Wyoming, and Utah Valley might all be sending some guys, but it's hard to tell who's sending their number ones. And as far as other teams in the field, um, there's not that much D1 competition. So uh, it's going to be easier to look back at the results and see what's notable than forecast them. For sure. I I have to imagine it'll be most, mostly red shirts. OU probably will send starters because they don't have anything else on the schedule. Um, but Air Force has duels. Cal Baptist has duels. Wyoming has duels. So I don't see uh, um, those guys sending anybody or sending their ones. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, also on Saturday, Northern Colorado is having the uh, I think they're calling them the Northern Colorado duels where they are hosting a few junior colleges. So they should roll through that. We are long past the days of Northern Colorado having close duels with junior colleges. Um, it will be interesting for them to see uh, you like Northern North Idaho, where I believe Jet Strittenberger wrestled last year. So it could be a potential showcase for their school to try to get some of those kids in next year. I know Nickerson turns over every rock looking for recruits. So. It'll be uh, 
that has to be what this is, right? Like it, hosting would think JUCO so. guys in Greeley. It's basically a college visit weekend, right? <laughs> it seems it seems that way. That's an interesting uh, thought, but it would make sense for Northern Colorado to try to go get some uh, uh, JUCO national champs to to come there because a lot of times those guys are competitive to be all Americans. Right. So, I mean, look at Jack, Jet Strickenberger is a great example. So um, we'll see what happens. Plus you've got the fight stuff and the, uh, Northern Colorado is, you're right. Nickerson is innovative in trying to attract guys to Greeley. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that continues to play out. Air force is heading to Columbia to take on the Tigers of Missouri. Uh, it's going to be a tough one here for Air Force. Um, Tucker Owens and Noah Certain is it could be interesting, but you know it's it's at the Hearn Center. Uh, excuse me, the Noah Certain Electric Factory. Clayton Whitey um, and Sam Wolf at one eighty four. That's a good matchup. Definitely, you know, could see some points scored for Air Force there. And then uh, heavyweight, uh, Wyatt Hendrickson and Zach Elam potentially uh, shaping up here, which uh, this is one of those that Wyatt Hendrickson has kind of asserted his dominance over a top 10 guy, an All-American, in, in, yeah. uh, Zach Elam, a couple times now. Um, so, you know, looking forward to the matchup, Wyatt Hendrickson uh, going to be looking to tech fall or pin uh, the the big Missouri wrestler. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, my, Missouri is just so good to see here. It's they're so good. I'm, I'm ready so to good. see I them mean, against like an elite team. Where else are we looking here? I mean, G- Giano Petrocelli has to take on Keegan O'Toole. Yeah. Um, that's that's their next best. The uh, matchups just aren't there. Not here. Numbers. Not even close. So Missouri is really good. I mean, they are, they are on the hunt for it, that second or third place trophy. And, uh, you know, they're going to need some breaks, but um, still confused about their 149, 157 situation. But, hey, uh, Nathan Pulliam has really stepped up. So, uh, again, Brian Smith has been their coach for – my whole life, I think, 34 years. So I think that uh, guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about North Dakota State and their duels on UFC Fight Pass real quick. They're heading out to Campbell. Uh, Campbell, of course, has all their duels on Fight Pass this year. So uh, it's going to be some a couple tough duels and a couple that they'll be competitive in there, I think, for the Bison. Starting off on with – that's on Tuesday at noon against Stanford. Man, North Dakota State kind of whooped up on Stanford last year, and I think it might be payback time. I think so. Stanford, uh, even with the coaching change, they've got some guys who are really uh, developing into really nice wrestlers and some freshmen who have stepped up to the plate to take advantage of uh, some great opportunities. Um 125 pounds, right? Nico Provo and, and Carlos Negretti. Carlos Negretti's had some great wins, but Nico Provo's been very consistent uh, and very good. Uh, Tyler Knox is one of those guys for Stanford that's come kind of come out of nowhere at 133 pounds and, and been really solid. Um, the premier matchup in this one's probably Kelly Marsh and Jay Navis, right? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, 
And then another good one would probably be at 74 with Sachs and um, what's his name? Norman. Lorenzo Norman. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the young kid who took out Shane Griffith. So that's a big opportunity for Gavin Sachs there. Uh, Gavin Sachs also uh, a couple hours later when North Dakota State takes on Campbell, Gavin Sachs will get a chance against Austin Murphy, who was a CKLV placer. And then Adam Churn at 184 could take on Caleb Hopkins there. Um, I think that should be a pretty good duel for North Dakota State. And then, honestly, they might be most competitive against Purdue there to in their trip out east. So uh, those will all be on UFC Fight Pass next Tuesday. Yeah, I thought the Big Ten was supposed to be tough, right, top to bottom. So uh, <laughs> I, I think that, uh, you know, we definitely could be looking at some they, – they do match up really well here with Purdue and – um, hopefully they can pull off the the win. That'd be a uh, big time for North Dakota State to, to beat a Big Ten program, right? So um, hopefully they can get one or two of those in their duels. Uh, they're definitely competitive with Campbell and Purdue. Stanford seems to be a bit of a tough task here. Um, you want to talk about uh, – we'll touch on – Cal, Cal, oh, we already did that. So collegiate duels is uh, also taking place, and we've got some really big ones here for the Cyclones, mostly, and you and I. Yeah, a little bit different format for the collegiate duels this year. Um, it's a two-day event, but you your school only wrestles all three duels on one day, and you have all three duels predetermined ahead of time. So Iowa State starts off with Pitt, who is – uh, you know, they took a loss to Navy earlier this year, and then they turn around this weekend and take out Ohio State in a dual meet. So Pitt is red hot right now. Uh, some big matches, uh, Evan Frost versus Vince Santaniello, uh in a battle of a couple of young guys. Santaniello was a OU commit, right? I think so. Um... And I think left after the coaching change. Uh, Anthony Etchemendia against Cole Matthews. Uh, I expect that one to be a pretty tactical, low-scoring match. Uh, who else do we got here? David Carver's Holden Heller was a 7-3 match last year. Uh, could be interesting. MJ Gaetan and Luca Augustine had a lot of really fun scrambles last season. Will Feldkamp and Reese Heller is two of the funkier guys at 184 uh, in the country, so that would be really good. And then I hope we get to see younger Bastida against Dayton Pitzer, uh, you know, uh, new to heavyweight guy, and then Dayton Pitzer, a uh, smaller heavyweight, pretty athletic. So, be interesting to see him against Younger, who uh, I just saw Younger Bastida has only given up one takedown this year. It was the ver- it, his very first shot of the season, gave up a go behind to Cleveland State, and he is on a 44 0 takedown streak since then. It's amazing. Uh, younger going up to heavyweight and just on full feed having the tank and the speed and the athleticism that he has has been pretty impressive to watch. So um, Dayton Pitzer's a good test, but he's keeps passing tests. So yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done doubting him uh, for sure. So, so excited about that one. Uh, this is a really good matchup for the uh, Cyclones for sure. against Pitt, who's uh, having a great season so far. They, they knocked off Ohio state who the Panther train has to take on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Pitt versus Iowa State, 2 p.m. on Monday, 4 p.m. on Monday, Iowa State versus Little Rock down there in Nashville. And Little Rock much improved over last season. And I think 133, uh, Evan Frost versus Nasir Bailey is going to be one to watch. And then 174, MJ Gaetan versus Tyler Brennan. 
Uh, but Iowa State still going to be too much for the Trojans there. And then the other duel that I have circled for this upcoming weekend is Cornell versus Iowa State. Uh, I don't know where these teams are currently in the rankings, but this is going to be absolute fire. And it was, frankly, it was one of the duels of the year last year too. Yeah, yeah. These two teams were really evenly matched and um, both – contenders for a, a top five finish at NCAAs for sure. Um, Cornell, a model of consistency, Iowa State uh, coming into that uh, after uh, some time in the desert, <laughs> but uh, it, it's definitely good to see them back up their competitive with programs like Cornell. Um, going back to Little Rock for a second, Nasir Bailey, Evan Frost, this is Bailey's first big test. Um, so, so really interesting to see how that one pans out. Frost, uh, has passed a few tests just like uh, Bastida. And I think that he has solidified himself as somebody who's a competitor at 133. Uh, Bailey needs to kind of prove that. So that, that, that definitely is one to watch. And then, yeah, Corn- so b- before we get into Cornell, uh, yeah, you've got it. You wanted to pick a tie here. You said. I did want to pick a tie here for this Cornell, Iowa state me. I ended up picking it 18, 17 cyclones. Um, but gosh, it, this is just going to be such a good meet. 125, Kyson Tarakino versus Brett Unger. These two had very different CKLVs, but uh, you can flip a coin and say, hey, Brett Unger lost to Corey Kabanban last year. This is, uh, you know, he, he was just a freshman last year. So uh, certainly he's made some strides since then, but uh, you never know what Kyson Tarakino you're going to get. Uh, I would lean towards Unger just based on recent performances, though. For sure, would lean to Unger. Cherokee is com- capable of pulling off that win. Uh, One thirty-three. If it's Vito, uh, Evan Frost is going to have his hands full uh, against the world reigning yeah. world champion um, and NCAA champion. So uh, you know, Vito's uh, not invincible though. He obviously took a loss earlier this season to another redshirt freshman. Um, so Evan Frost capable of pulling an upset for sure. Um, I'm interested in Anthony Echemendia Echemendia against uh, Vince Cornella. Um, I think that these two, Cornella's been kind of missed. He's great freestyle wrestler. Cornella had a rough finish to his CKLB. Um, Got majored in a couple matches, I think by Happel and Echemendia. Um, But you catch Cornella on a good day, I think – he could certainly compete with Anthony Etchemendia. Yeah, so uh, I know that Etchemendia has the, the the recent result, so we'll we'll go with that. But I think Cor- Cornell is definitely competitive. Uh, man, Josh Saunders, I forget Cornell is this loaded, dude. Yeah, they just got yeah. recruits that you're like ah, you forget about him until you guy. see their he name three the, years ago. You're like, he was in oh the yeah, AAP he was on the Junior World he? team. He was, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he was, he was, in, at, uh, he was like in the Kevin Jackson thing with Aaron Brooks and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, for sure. He's, uh, you know, cadet world medalist, all that stuff. So I, I like definitely, um, man, Mike Gray, that guy, if I'm building a program, I'm trying to hire that guy. Um, no doubt about it. He's obviously yeah. a great recruiter and coach. Um, and that's goes to this one. This is two, what, is this number one and number two in last year's recruiting class, Meyer Shapiro and Cody Chittum? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not sure where I think Chittum ended up being moved to the recruiting class earlier. But yeah, it's insane. The young talent on these rosters, uh, Shapiro, 
had a roller coaster of a CKLV where it was like, oh my gosh, he majored Bryce Andonian. He's going to be an undefeated four-timer and then lost his next two matches. So, and then Cody Chittum, we're still waiting to see that breakthrough win. And he's, you know, we're almost to the new year without seeing it. So definitely sure. want to see it at a Cody Chittum there. Um, not saying that Iowa State needs that one to win the duel, but it, it, you yeah. got to you got to get some of these swing matches. You got to get yeah exactly that's all of them are so far yeah and including this one David Carr Julian Julian Ramirez rematch uh, exactly Ramirez knocked off Carr at CKLV um, and Carr is definitely going to be looking to get it back yeah Ramirez is uh, frankly probably I would maybe even put him I put him up there with O'Toole in terms of his scrambling ability uh, he is he has one scrambles against David Carr. I would say more consistently than Keegan O'Toole has, which sounds insane to say, but uh, that's how Julian Ramirez won that match at CKLB. And it's how he scored in him on David Carr in the dual meet last year. Um, so I certainly would not pick Julian Ramirez over Keegan O'Toole, but uh, this is a matchup that you can't just look past now if you're David Carr. No, not at all. Not at all, which probably means that you've got three other guys at 165 that you need to, keep an eye on uh, mm-hmm. if you're David Carr, I think the fields kind of come to you. Uh, and if you're Keegan O'Toole, that's true as well. So, yeah. Um, 174 MJ Gaetan, Benny Baker, probably favor Gaetan there. Uh, Will Feldkamp and Chris Toka, man, it's just match after match. And is these, incredible. these guys are, are both really good. Is it Chris Foker or is it going to be, um, I think Jonathan Lowe is hurt, is what I heard. Yes, Foka is up from 74. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's a that's a massive matchup there for Feldkamp. Uh, uh, both of them, I mean, that's a swing. Foka is really, really solid. Um, you know, the fourth-place finisher, I think, at uh, 174 pounds last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be an interesting match. Uh, Julian Broderson's got a really tough one against Jake, Jacob Cardenas, probably going to favor Cardenas in that one. And then uh, Younger Bastida against Luis Fernandez. Uh, that's a massive, another massive matchup for Younger, but uh, uh, a bit more manageable than um, Pitzer. Yeah, yeah. And last year, Younger moved up to take this match and ended up getting the takedown late in the match to win that one four to two uh younger on full feed i'd probably lean for him to be a little bit more successful with his leg attacks and not getting stuffed on bottom and really younger's mat wrestling has really improved so uh a little bit more confident than you know just looking at a four two score from last year but iowa state might be in a situation where they need bonus points at this way mm-hmm. yeah i think so you definitely Man, you, you are you're staring at the barrel down the barrel of a five five duel here. So you're gonna need bonus points where you can get them. You're not gonna get them at one sixty five. Maybe one seventy four. Maybe one seventy four, yeah. Uh I don't That's know anything about the shot. That's probably your best uh, shot if you're the yeah. uh, if you're the cyclones. Yeah, I don't know anything about Benny Baker, so I can't uh make a good judgment on that. But yeah, you're gonna need bonus points to win this one. And you're gonna on the other on the other side. You're gonna need to make sure you limit them at uh, um, thirty three. 
I don't think Evan Frost is going to get bonused, um, but it's also Vito Rujau. He did major Dayton fix. So, yeah. Sometimes yeah. Vito uh, finds another level and sometimes he's just, he uh, I don't say not into, yeah, I don't want to say not into bonus points, but just isn't able to force the action as much. For sure. Great duel. That's going to be one to watch for sure on Rockfin on at 6 p.m. on the 18th. Uh, so that, that'll be fun for sure. Um, then you've got the collegiate duels, uh, UNI taking on uh, Ohio State. So uh, Kale Happel versus uh, Joey Mendez is a big matchup. Uh, Wyatt Volker uh, quietly having himself a really good uh, year. So that, that'll be uh, a fun one to watch. So uh, Ohio State probably the favorite, but they did get upset by Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. So both teams kind of coming off of upset losses. Yeah, and you and I, Ohio State's going to want this one because you and I got them last year. Um, That's right. I forget who. Uh, oh, Rail Buto beat he beat Sasso last year. I think that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, that is what happened in a crazy duel meet. Uh, yeah, so that was a good one. There's going to be, and then that heavyweight Tyrell Gordon and Nick Feldman, I think, will be really fun too. So hopefully, you and I had gets all their guys back and they're healthy and ready to go. Uh, and turn things around for their trip down to Nashville for the collegiate duels wrestling on Tuesday. They follow that Ohio state one up. It doesn't get any easier because they've got the Wolfpack of NC state and Happel with another tough one there against uh, it's Ryan Jack, right? This edition of yeah. the Jack Wolfpack. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. So um, yeah, and that's going to be a tough matchup for uh, the Panther train. North Carolina State is uh, is really tough. Um, probably favored in seven of these. Yeah, one fifty seven. Really interesting. Ryder Downey and Ed Scott Downey's got an opportunity here to to avenge a loss at CKLV. Um, and uh, the other one, Parker Kickeyes and Dylan Fishback, but we know. You know, Parker Kekheisen, Wyatt Volker, and Trent Heidley is an uh, interesting one at 197. Uh, a couple-time NCAA finalist, right? And yeah. Heidley. So, um, Volker's got a chance to really smash onto the scene here. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so collegiate duels, Monday, Tuesday, that's going to be some incredibly good wrestling there. Oh, we forgot about you and I versus Lockhaven. I, I would favor you and I in this one. Um, mm-hmm. Lockhaven, not quite what they were last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Still one of the better Mac schools, but yeah, I think the Panthers are going to be the favorite there. And then uh, also on Tuesday, 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus, West Virginia hosting D2 Fairmont State, which who they generally duel, um, I guess, just getting a duel in before the holidays. And then we've got the Kid Rock duel. I want to be a cowboy, baby. Oklahoma State at Wyoming. So that hot poke on poke action, you know, always, uh, always love to see that just people poking each other, uh, in barns, maybe, I don't know. It's in Laramie. I think that would have been fun to, to have had it in, the, in a, in a barn. Uh, instead it's going to be in a hostile gym at altitude, which they always say, uh, plays a part. Oklahoma state usually prepares pretty well. Um, coach Smith did say on his radio show last night that, uh, he's expecting Dayton fix to be back. Not so sure about Luke Server, but regardless, uh, really excited to see Troy Spratley, Yori Volk in freestyle. Um, we've seen this in, sorry, I'm sorry, in folk style. We've seen it in freestyle. Spratley's gotten the upper hand. 
the last couple times. So excited to see it in folk style. Um, Volk does have a, a bit of an advantage with experience. He's had more matches under his belt. Um, Gabe Willichell and Jordan Williams is an interesting match at 149. It is. Uh, Willichell uh, has been really, really good this season. So I'm uh, curious to see how Williams fares against Willichell. Otherwise, it should be all pokes. All yeah, right. Because it, it is all pokes. All <laughs> yeah. 20 um, wrestlers. If we do see Luke Server, I'd be interested in seeing him and Joey Novak there at 197. Uh, could be a fun matchup with the way Novak wrestled against Rocky Elam last weekend. Yes. yes. Yeah, for sure. Seems like Server's dealing with something with his shoulder um, from that Julian Burson match still. So it's kind of lingering uh, in there uh, being conservative, which is, again, a, a massive. Uh, uh, change in direction for Oklahoma State uh, this season. Uh, a little bit of a Coleman Scott effect, it seems. So, um, yeah, probably going to see Kyle Haas, Jersey Rob might wrestle there, uh, okay. freshman out of Bixby. Um, so, considering Haas's performance in the last weekend, I wouldn't be surprised to see him throw Haas or just throw Rob out there to see how he does, um, which could be interesting. So, yeah, we'll keep definitely. an eye on that one. Otherwise, definitely expect Oklahoma State to uh, win it eight eight out of these ten pretty easily. Yeah, get your uh, multiple screens ready because that one's on Flow Wrestling at seven p.m. Uh, we've got the ESPN Plus action on Tuesday night, and we've got the Rockfin action all day Tuesday, along with some UFC Fight Pass. So, I hope you've got your logins memorized. Hope you've got your work from home. Uh, already marked on your calendar and we're getting close to the holidays. So hopefully nobody's expecting too much from you on Monday and Tuesday and you can just take in this wrestling. Yeah. Who needs to work? I mean, who does that <laughs> last week before Christmas? I mean, come on. So awesome stuff, Sam. Thanks again. Uh, uh, apologies again for the audio mishap, but we'll, we're, we'll get that fixed and um, looking forward to some great wrestling as always go big 12 and, We'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening.